Always a pleasure. Now, now, your deal. The Russian stock market has four rubles on it at the moment. It is difficult to have big stock market with no companies. But here is the plan. We should trade some stocks on Sputnik. I think it is going up. This sounds like both an awful pun and an excellent idea. You have a deal. Shake! Unfortunately, all that illegal insider trading led to a literal stock market crash as the wagon the Russian stock market was on collided with a car. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. Do you miss those old times swing dances? Well, we do too. Come on down to Brothers 2, 2901 Watson Boulevard in Endwell, on the last Friday of the month, to the Big Band Dance. From 8 to 11 p.m., Blue Velvet will seduce your eardrums with some of Swing's old and new favorites. Save the dates, September 28th, October 26th, and November 30th. Right on. Hello, and welcome back to WHRW Binghamton. Uh, my name is Austin Blumenfeld, and I am the host of the Center for Civic Engagement radio show. It's my honor today that we have President Harvey Stenger of Binghamton University on. Uh, it's, I believe this is the first time that President Stenger has been on WHRW, is that correct? Yes, Austin. This is my first time in your studio, <clears throat> meeting a lot of the staff here, uh, and checking out your library of <laughs> tunes quite incredible collection of what you've got here on vinyl and imagine the digital is uh, even as even more impressive yes uh again as with all other weeks if you have any questions that you'd like us to ask you can email us at ccerradioshow at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at ccerradioshow so we'll start off uh president stenger with what is your vision of community engagement that's a good question. And I had a student in my office this morning who I was talking to about the volunteer work that she's doing in the community. She's a sophomore right now, and uh, she has a leadership role in identifying uh, volunteer activities in, in the Tri-Cities area. And, and we started talking and connecting dots between things that the Civ Center for Civic Engagement does and things that she does. And other schools on campus do, like at the in Decker School or in CCPA. And I said, my gosh, there is so many points of contact between us and the community. Thousands of points of contact, probably every week. Uh, uh, a lot of it is through volunteer work, and I think that's a great way to have community engagement because I think students learn from that service engagement, and the university gains a benefit of it helping to improve the neighborhood that they live in, which is the, the Tri-City area. Uh, but uh, more than that, I mean, not, not just volunteering to helping out the community, which our students are really great at, but also bringing the, the culture, the, the liveliness, the vibrancy of a, a university to the region through the Performing Arts Center, through athletic events, through the music events, the theater events that our departments run on campus. And then the, probably the third level of, of community engagement is the economic impact that our faculty, staff, and students have on, on the, the area, just because they are uh, residents here, uh, consumers here, and participants in the, the local economy. And right now we are the second largest employer in Broome County, second wow. to UHS. 
Wow. So we, we carry a, a large proportion of the, the economy in, uh, in the southern tier, and, and we know that we have a pretty big responsibility to, to make that uh, impact as positive as possible. Wow, Long answer to a short question. Yeah, no, that's, that's great, and it's, it's very important, Binghamton's role in the community, especially in these tough times. I think uh, the university takes a huge role in the development, both into the community and then also people coming onto the community. So how would you like to see community members interact with Binghamton University? Well, we, we have established a, a set of roadmap teams. You might have read about them in the Pipe Dream or on uh, some of the news releases that we've done internally. But the roadmap process has a, uh, a group of community members. Every, in fact, every team in the roadmap process has community members on it, uh, maybe one or two in certain circumstances. But, but we have an entire team on community engagement. And there we have a larger uh, number of people that are on that team. So getting them to, to cross the river, getting them to find a parking space on campus, getting them to find a meeting room, it's kind of tortuous sometimes. You know, it's yeah. hard to get here for them. So we've been working as hard as we can to get them on campus, um, have, listen to what they think our role should be. We may have one opinion what our role should be in the community, and they may have a different opinion. But I'll tell you, I've met hundreds of people in the community, and they are all very positive about what Binghamton University is bringing to the community. And they are asking us, what can they do to help us? Um, and, and certainly the op opportunity for them to participate in the things on campus is one of the things I want to stress because I think we have a lot of great things on campus uh, that they can participate in, not just go to a, a game at the event center. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny uh, that you mentioned that because I'm actually on the uh, community engagement roadmap team and i'm sure uh i think some of them are actually listening right now uh i think some of them would love me to ask you uh what do you see binghamton university's 20 year and five year vision being as that's our assignment uh for monday actually for our group but uh i think we'll move in a, a little bit of a different uh direction Last night, a uh, big event was the political debate on campus. I know there were many people watching, college Republicans and college Democrats, both hosted an event together in the union. So what kind of political engagement would you like to see on campus? Well, I think it, every individual has responsibility to participate at whatever level in the democracy that we have in this country, which is a, a pretty unique and great thing that we have. Uh, so voting. That, that's critical. Uh, if, you're, if you're young, you're 18, uh, maybe you haven't registered to vote, it's important to register to vote. Uh, the process is pretty simple. I've moved several times in the last couple of years, and every time you move, you have to find the form and fill it out <laughs> and mail it in and wait for your um, yeah, to be recognized. Uh, uh, so, so going out and, and voting. But voting intelligently, I think, is the other thing that we, we really want to encourage students. You know, think about the issues. Listen about the issues. And that's why I think it's, it's important to, to hold judgment back on any decision and, until you've heard all the information that you possibly can before you, you're, you have to make that decision. Um, I, I know that the, the political uh, structure within the, the Southern Tier is very supportive of Binghamton University, irregardless of political party. So we, we have great advocacy in the Democratic Party and in the Republican Party here, which is really helpful to our advocacy to, to do the things that we're trying to do. Uh, one example was a, a recently I was downtown and we were making an announcement about uh, a new project that we're, we're starting. 
And at the at the meeting where, if you if you know the local people, was our mayor uh, Matt Ryan, our uh, county executive Debbie Preston, um, our assemblywoman Donna Lapardo, and our senator Tom Livis. Now, two of those are Democrats, and two of those are Republicans. And and I looked at the four of them, and I put my arm around them to, for the big picture, and I said, "This has got to be a good idea because we've got." four different viewpoints on lots of different subjects, but they all agree on this one. So I, I think we, we, Big Inch University, become the common point that irregardless of what party or what opinion you have, they say, we want to help Binghamton University because we know Binghamton University will help all of us in the community, not just one group of people or the other. Yeah, and we spoke last week about, for those who are registering to vote, it's simple that you don't even have to worry about filling out an absentee ballot, going down to the mailbox, you just walk right into the university union right. and your polling station is right there. If you're on campus, obviously if you're living off campus, it might be a little different, but in most cases, it's very close proximity. And I know in the past, the the amount of students voting has been low to incredibly low. I believe last year it was 30 students mm-hmm. voted on campus. <laughs> That was a, a quote from Jonathan Krasno, who we had on the show last week. Uh, if you want to listen to any of our past shows, including this one, uh, we'll have them on SoundCloud. The link to that is soundcloud.com slash CCE radio show. If you're interested, you can visit us there if you'd like to hear some of the other shows. So what do you think is the most challenging aspect of students interacting with the community? Uh, I think it's the time that they have to give. Uh, they the passion is there. As I was saying, I was meeting with a student this morning, and she's a mentor to a sixth grader in Johnson City. And she goes there every morning for an hour to meet with this the sixth grader to, to give her advice and to help her with her coursework. Um, and I said, well, how do you fit that into your courses? And then she told me the three other things that she's volunteering in. Uh, other than those very exceptional students who have time management skills that surpass the, the human uh, abilities, it's hard to put all those things into your calendar and to get, to get them done. So I think it, what's great is that we have several locations. Center for Community Engagement is definitely one of them, where you can go and you can find out what are the opportunities where you can get engaged, whether it's Habitat for Humanity or some other volunteer activity. Uh, and you get to meet some great people when you do these things. When you go out on a, a volunteer project, uh, whether it's cleanup or whether it's building a new house, uh, you get to meet people who have uh, extraordinary passions, and also people who are holding fairly important positions within the community. So it's a great opportunity for you to meet some new people uh, if you find a, a, a volunteer opportunity. But I do think that students are just pressed for time, and they can't uh, find all the necessary time. So finding a, a venue where they can get all these opportunities in one place and how much time commitment each will take is is something I, I would applaud the Center for Community Engagement for doing and the director, Allison Alden. So a little shout out for Allison. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just from my personal experience working uh, with the Center for Civic Engagement, the people I've met in there have all been incredible. We sit for our staff meeting every week and just going around the table and listening to different people, uh, what they're doing right now. Pat Madej, who's our AmeriCorps right now, one of the AmeriCorps VISTAs, is working with Cornell Cooperative Extension and Binghamton High School, where they're creating a program for at-risk students, where students from Hinman College will work with them. It's being hosted at the downtown center and giving them little pieces of maybe by getting them more involved in the community, it'll help them get on the right path and even 
for their future. I mean, these are just great programs that are going on all around us. Uh, so going back a little bit in your past, could you describe a volunteer activity that had great meaning to you in your lifetime? Hmm. That, that's a good question. Uh, you know, certainly working in the community on a on a board that I was on when I was uh, in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, the South Neighborhood, uh, Southside Neighborhood uh, Board, which was an outreach program to less fortunate people in the, the Bethlehem, Pennsylvania community, and and working with the leadership in there to try to find services that were bilingual. Uh, one of the difficult problems that uh, that 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 area suffered in was a, a large number of people who were what could only speak Spanish, and so whether they were trying to get a job or whether they were trying to uh, write a sign a lease, uh, understand paperwork for immigration, they they had difficulties. So us being able to provide bilingual services, I don't speak Spanish, but we had a lot of staff who were bilingual uh, to help those people. We also ran a food bank as part of that. And uh, one of my jobs was to raise money for it. So whether it was spaghetti dinners or concerts that we would organize uh, and renovated a park for, for the uh, children and, and those families was one of the other projects we took on. Uh, so that was probably the one that I, I remember the most because I got to meet a lot of important people early on in my career that were, that were uh, uh, helpful to me, identifying that this was something that I liked to do and I wanted to do. Yeah, it's, it's so important to f- be able to find something that you love uh, early on, I guess, for you in this organization that you're talking about. It seems like it was a great opportunity mm-hmm. for you. So you, you mentioned some past resources. So what, do you th- what are some other resources that the university has that are best to engage with the community, both for students and also maybe even for community members? I think the thing that... that- our students probably can have the biggest impact on is the youth in the area. Uh, you think about the, the, the decision points in a, a young person's life, whether they're in fourth grade going to fifth grade or sixth grade to seventh grade. There's, there's decisions that they make and, and how hard they're going to work and what kind of work ethic they have and what kind of time management skills that they develop, even at that early age. My wife taught fourth grade for, for mm-hmm. 14 years and she would come home at night and sit on the couch and I'd sit in my chair and I was teaching 19-year-olds and she was teaching nine-year-olds. And it was amazing how many similarities we had in how we managed our classroom and how we got student to, students to participate and to work on time management. So I, I, I think that the connectedness of young uh, adults, 19, 20-year-olds, and their thought processes are so close to those still of pre-adolescents, the, the nine and 10-year-olds. Connecting those two uh, populations is where I think we could have the biggest impact. Um, so I'm really looking forward to understanding and meeting more of the people in the community who have opportunities for our students to work with the young students, uh, whether it's Boys and Girls Club or some of the other United Way or CIFA agencies in, in town. Uh, I also think that our students, um, it's probably a sweet spot for them too, because they remember what it was like to mm-hmm. be nine and 10. And uh, the help of a big brother, a big sister, or a mentor would be so helpful to them at, at this point in their career. So I'm, I look forward to seeing more of those happen. Uh, certainly this, the assistance that we have with, with the elderly and the ad- more adult population is also very important. But, but I'll bet that the, there's a lot of uh, interest in participating with the youth. Yeah, and those are some of, some of the best opportunities are being able to work with people who are so close to you in age, but at the same time could be so far apart. 
just being able to mend those fences together. And the great thing for Binghamton students is it's so easy to get those to, to get to those places. Uh, Binghamton High School is right on the west side of Binghamton, right in that core area of student housing. I've walked past it many times and just looking over and imagining, you know, that's me two years ago is crazy to think. And if you're looking for an opportunity like that, the Center for Civic Engagement is going to be hosting a showcase of community organizations on October 16th from 12 to 4 p.m. in the University Union in the Mandela Room. This is a great opportunity uh, to hear about some organizations. I know one of the members in the CCE, she was telling us today that she was able to get an internship last year from going to this community showcase. There'll be over 60 community organizations. This is just a great opportunity for students and even members from the community maybe to see what's going on uh, around us in the community. I also think that it's it's, uh, an opportunity for our students to develop uh, an understanding of what they might want to do after they graduate. So whether they're working with uh, young people or whether they're working with uh, adolescents or, or the elderly or, or adults, they can start to see which population they fit best with and whether they are going to be a teacher or a social worker or a lawyer or a doctor. Uh, they'll get those uh, uh, potentially strong feelings about one or the other as they start to work with different populations in, in the community. I know my, my two daughters have really found that that was how they decided what they wanted to do was by volunteering in some of the local um, organizations, uh, whether it was a, a school or a, a food bank or shelter that with different age, age of uh, clients they started to identify which area of the population that they wanted to work with. And the older daughter, we could tell, we knew where she was <laughs> headed. She wants to work with young children. Yeah. And the older daughter, she's still thinking. Her her passion is kind of the health effects of everything that we eat. And, uh, of course, that could be something that could focus at a dietitian level for children, but also uh, your entire life. You know, how does how does what you eat affect your body? So I'm kind of learning a lot from my, my daughters as I... Uh, talk about the the things that our students, uh, Binghamton University students, are going to do in the future. Yes, that's always important. Looking within your family, I know in my family, it's always been fascinating to look at what other members are doing, whether it be helping out with a food bank or donating uh, supplies. It's just always great to look at people around you, friends, family, uh, and beyond that you just randomly meet or even know for your whole life yeah. to see what they're doing. So you, so when you think about our students out there doing it, it's not just the impact that they have of what they're doing, but it's also the role model that they're giving to, to the younger people that they work with. Yes, it's so, so key and so important. You talked about uh, your family. So how's your transition been to the Binghamton area? Well, it's, it's, been, it's been very smooth. Uh, the people here have been very uh, friendly, uh, generous, helpful. Uh, we we live right next to campus on Bun Hill Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're renting a house there. We're we're buying a house that's not too far from there in in uh, actually in the city of Binghamton. Um, so we we've got our neighborhood identified. We've started to meet some of the neighbors there. But I'll I'll tell you we've we've met hundreds of people at different events, and people have been so gracious and welcoming us us to the area. Um, and uh, so we're. Still feeling our way around, but we, we know where we're going to live and we, we know who our neighbors are going to be <laughs> and who our closest friends are starting to, to evolve. It's always a very good, uh, a good place to be in when you're moving to a new community. Uh, so in your experience, you're 
a little over a year now? Nine months. Nine, nine months? months? Yeah. Okay. Uh, both, what do you think is the best kept secret of Binghamton University? And what is, do you think is the best kept secret of the southern tier of the Triple Cities area? Mm, best kept secret of uh, Binghamton University is this radio station. I'll tell you, <laughs> I, I came down here and I probably walked by this door a dozen times in the basement and I uh, never knew what was behind here. And when you walked in, I, I almost felt like I went back in time about 30 years and seeing all this vinyl and, and the equipment in here. This is a great place. Uh, so I, I in, But that's a general statement. I think all of the student organizations, whether it's Pipe Dream or the radio station or the television station or the, the, anything that the students are doing on their own, and the, the power that our students have through the SA organizations and the ability for them to kind of run their own organization, I think, is, is what's a great aspect of Binghamton University. And the, the desire for students to do more than just go to class and do homework and take exams and write papers is, I think, one of the, the best uh, parts of Binghamton University that I found is the, the students' desire to do more than just go to school. Uh, in the Southern Tier... Uh, I've been really happy with the, the restaurant selection. Uh, you know, I've been to a few dozen probably by now. I went to one today I haven't been to, which is Nurchie's over in Endicott. Okay. And, and so, yeah, the, the, the selection of food and the different uh, cultures, whether it's a, Italian uh, or Mediterranean uh, or just typical uh, continental food, it's, it's great, the, the selection of, of restaurants around here. Uh, and I'm also kind of a, I'm a, I'm a fan of, of different activities. So we're, we've been going to some of the local sports uh, events, whether it's right. the Binghamton Mets or the Binghamton Senators. Uh, and uh, and the, the actually, the, as the fall colors are changing right now, and you look up onto the Nature Preserve, and you look at the southern tiers, you know, the north and the south, this is a beautiful place. This is a really gorgeous area to, to live in. Yeah, I would definitely agree. I, me- I remember yesterday morning, it was, I was walking down from my uh, dorm in college in the woods and there's this one tree uh walking down towards the dining hall it's that yellow tree i don't know if you if you can picture it in your mind but just walking down was just incredible uh, yeah. seeing that color and seeing the vivid yellow yeah i i try to get out early in the morning and and go for a little run around the campus and the the fog that settles over the nature preserve in the morning is also it, pretty special as you're you're coming around the corner at about seven o'clock in the morning so yeah i think the the uh, natural beauty of the southern tier is something that people probably would never have expected when you say Binghamton university is probably one of the most beautiful areas this time of year in the country and they'd say well gee where's binghamton (laughs) it's uh you know northwest and it's over here it's yeah it's over there uh so we talked about the Center for Civic Engagement. So what do you see as the ideal role of the CC being? Well, I think a, a, I don't want to say clearinghouse, but but the place that becomes a single point of contact eventually um, where and, and I, a lot of those things have to be done in a very efficient way. But if, if a student has an interest in wanting to participate, it Center for, community, Center for Community Engagement should probably be the one-stop place where you could get all that uh, information. I think that's a challenge, though, and I, and I don't look at it as a necessary um, obligation of the center, but I do look at it as an opportunity that they have. I would never want to discourage any organization from creating their own um, a vehicle for identifying opportunities in the community. Uh, but if they could share it across the different organizations so that everybody knows about it. Because I think a lot of times 
an opportunity is out there and uh, somebody doesn't find out about it until it's too late. And uh, whether it was a, a, a one-day event, uh, whether it was a, a walk for cancer or a, a run for another charity or whether it was a cleanup in the, in the city, it happens quickly. And if you don't know about it and you miss it, you can't replay that. Yeah, I would definitely agree. When I first came onto campus, I was looking for a volunteer opportunity. And being new, you don't really, you don't have a full idea of all the things that are available. So I remember I went into the Center for Civic Engagement. It was probably early September. And I asked one of them, I'm looking for some opportunities, volunteer opportunities, something maybe every week. And it was Kerry Cook at that time. And it was coincidentally Christy Zwallen, who's now the community engagement coordinator, it was her first day. So it's funny, Christy's first day was the same as my first day, which I've, I find ironic at times. And they immediately told me that if I was looking for ESL, because I had a past history of tutoring ESL, to contact the American Civic Association, uh, Ronald Hasenstab, I contacted him, and just immediately, just through going to them, I was able to have this opportunity to volunteer in the community, and it was an incredible opportunity. And I wish I was able to do it this semester, but unfortunately my class schedule uh, doesn't allow me to. But I'm definitely looking forward to returning to that in the future. Yeah, I think that, that, as I said, that's probably one of the things that, that we have the hardest time is finding the time in students' days to, to make these things happen. What's good is a lot of them occur in the evenings or on the weekends, so you can participate in those. But a lot of the ones that are very critical are during the daytime, during the week, when you have to be there, and, and that's more difficult for students to find that time. Yeah, definitely that time. It's tough for students that have so much going on. They have work. They have their social lives that they want to maintain and just being able to find those little slivers of time to get involved in an organization, uh, it's just so tough for them. One of the things that I was doing today, actually, and I'll, I'm going to put a little plug in here, was <laughs> I was writing the letter to all the campus employees, uh, faculty and staff about the CIFA campaign. This is a state employee um, uh, federated appeal where we ask for contributions and, and the, the way we do it is we send out a list of all the agencies that are been that have been identified by CIFA, uh, and and you can pick any one of them. You can read a little bit description about them, and you can make your your donation. It's very similar to the United Way. In fact, many of the agencies are United Way agencies as well, and make your debit your your donation directly to them. You can use payroll deduction, credit uh -huh. card, or checks, uh, and you get to pick the organization that you want to help support, uh, whether it's $5 or $500. That opportunity just, just went out the door today. It's an annual appeal, and so if any faculty and staff are, are listening to this show, um, uh, look for that letter from me in the next couple of days. Interesting. What is, and what does that stand for, CIFA? State Employee Federated Appeal. So it is ah. a... It is a, a kind of a very similar program to the United Way. In fact, it runs in parallel to the United Way because uh, the United Way and CIFA work together in a lot of ways because we, we are um, uh, supporting the same kinds of agencies. And in many cases, we are, they are the same agencies. But the state employees wanted to do something separate from United Way. And so it's, it's a parallel process to the United Way. We also have a lot of people who also give to the United Way. And I've sent a letter out to, to that effect as well to, to other employees that are not state employees, but perhaps foundation employees. 
But uh, this is that time of year when you see those ads about United Way. CIFA is just like the United Way. But what I think is great about it is you can look through this booklet, pick the um, uh, the Boys and Girls Club. I'm not saying that that's the one you would <laughs> pick. But you can pick the, the uh, charity or the organization that you have a maybe a personal connection to or that one that you'd like to help out, and uh, you get that opportunity to, to make a charitable contribution. So those of you who don't have the time to give, <laughs> uh, you can also give your treasure and your wealth. Wow, that sounds like a great opportunity for those on faculty and staff. Uh, we're starting to wind down. You've been listening to the Center for Civic Engagement radio show on WHRW Binghamton. Uh, so one final question, President Stenger. If you could give one piece of advice to, any, to the students listening right now, what would it be? Uh, work hard, but have fun. Uh, this is the best four years of your life. I hope it's only four for you, for <laughs> undergraduates. Uh, but this is the best four years of your life. It can also be the most challenging, most difficult four years. But don't forget them. Don't lose them. Don't miss an opportunity to take every minute out of every day and, and to, to enjoy it. Um, so, yeah, those, those are always my words of advice to students. Work hard, but have fun. All right. That's, those are some great words of advice. And thank you very much, President Stenger, for coming on today. You've been listening to the Center for Civic Engagement radio show on WHW Binghamton 90.5 FM. Have a good night. WHRW Binghamton, proud host of Virtue Under Fire. We here at WHRW take pride in the quality of our community broadcast. Feedback about our programming may be directed to 607-484-7905 or feedback at whrwfm.org. Welcome to This Day in History. My name is Roy Sinjin and this is WHRW Binghamton. On October 4th, 1957, the Soviet Union inaugurates the Space Age with the launch of Sputnik, the world's first artificial satellite. The spacecraft, named Sputnik after the Russian word for satellite, was launched from the launch base in the 